Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day. Ah, <laughs> that's right. It's that's Wednesday, weird. Hump Day, and I'm out in Detroit. Shout out to everybody in the D. Yeah, I love I love Detroit. Detroit is like they they are so welcoming to me when I come to Detroit each and every time. I ate at another restaurant that I tried out for the first time, uh, La Culture Cafe. You ever heard of that? Ye? Nope. It's amazing. Well, they have seafood. You don't eat seafood, yeah, but they have a lot of seafood. I mean, lobster, shrimp, salmon, fried, grilled, broiled, any way you want it, an amazing place. And then I do R&B Tuesday once a month out in Detroit. And I really have a good time out here, man. So shout out to everybody out in Detroit. Yes, that's nice. Do you go see my house? It's almost done. No, I'm actually going to go by there today. I'm going to go to StockX uh, after I get off air, and then I'm going to go check out the properties, your properties. I'm going to go look at, and I'm going to go check out my properties. So Yeah, I'm excited. Definitely check it out. All right. Well, yesterday, let me tell you something. I've been traveling so much, and I know we're about to be on vacation. I'm taking my mom on vacation. That was my Mother's Day present to her. And mm-hmm. my house is a mess. You ever been just so busy? Your house is just disgusting. There's clothes everywhere. At least they're clean clothes. But I haven't had a chance to clean up anything. I have everything is just a mess. Yeah, that's my house right now. My house is is pretty pretty. I mean, I've been traveling so much, but the only thing with me is it's not just clean clothes on the floor. It's also dirty clothes, and me and my wife get an argument about it all the time. I would be really annoyed. Because I, I take off my clothes on the side of the bed, go to sleep, and then when I get up in the morning, I just keep it moving. And me and my wife argue about that all the time. You can't just put them in the hamper. That's what she says. You sound like it's her. Very you can't easy. just put it in a hamper. It's very. <laughs> you sound just like her. Yeah, that would really irritate me. I don't like that. I think when yeah. I'm around my boyfriend, he expects me to clean up after him all the time, and it's really. I'm like, what do you do if no one's here? Like when I'm not here, you don't clean up after yourself. We leave it on the floor until the end of the week, and then we just do it That's all at one time. Terrible. I can't even walk into my. At least my bedroom always has to be clean. I can't walk in there and there's stuff everywhere. But anyway. Nah. All right, well, we have a a couple of special guests joining us this morning. We have Ebony K. Williams. She'll be here. Mm -hmm. Of course, she's an attorney and author, so we'll kick it with her. And also, uh, presidential uh, presidential candidate for 2020, Seth Moulton, will be joining us. So we'll kick it with both of them this morning. Yeah, those Democratic debates actually kick off tonight in Miami, Mm -hmm. and he's not part of that. No, he's not invited. He wasn't invited (laughs) to that one. Yeah, so I'm sure he'll talk about that. All right. And front page news, what are we talking about? Well, we had somebody call the other day for Get It Off Your Chest, and he had a planned trip to Dominican Republic, and he actually wanted to know about, you know, how can he get his money back, what's going on, because of all the incidents that have been happening. So we'll give you some insight onto an airline that will allow you to cancel your flight. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. And you know Charlemagne's get here at 6.03, so... He's about oh, a minute well, it's late. it's about that time now. It's about that time, right? Well, he'll be joining us in a second. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's hey. DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Nice of you to join us, Charlemagne. I'm right on time. It's six, I told you my contract say 605. 
My goodness. All right. Well, let's here, get baby. some front page news. What's up, Yee? Hey. Oh. What are we talking about? Starting with me. All right. Yes. <clears throat> let's talk about Delta. They are allowing passengers to the Dominican Republic to cancel their flights. If you're planning to go to Punta Cana, just because of everything that's been happening there lately, there's not going to be the usual penalty if you cancel. Now, if you <laughs> want to rebook, you have to travel no later than November 20th. But if you cancel altogether, they'll then give you a credit that you can use on Delta for one year from the original booking date with no fee. That so. should let us know there's something going on there that we don't know about, right? <clears throat> well, they said between June 1st and June 19th, cancellations increased 51% compared to a year ago, and new bookings have fallen 74.3% compared to last year. Well, nobody wants to die. I mean, we all have to die one day, but nobody wants to die, you know, prematurely. They're just trying to, no. they got to figure out what's going on there and fix that problem. I said it. I said if you book a trip to DR this summer or even for the rest of the year, you might as well say you're committing suicide. All right, now, what Gail King was on with Instagram Chief Adam Missouri, and... He told her that Instagram does not eavesdrop on your private conversations. Here's what happened. There's two ways that can happen. One is dumb luck. The second is... Repeatedly, but go ahead. Repeatedly. The second is you might be talking about something because it's top of mind, because you've been interacting with that type of content more recently. So maybe you're really into food and restaurants. Yeah. You saw a restaurant on Facebook or on Instagram. You maybe like the thing. It's top of mind. Maybe that's subconscious, and then it bubbles up later. But we don't, we don't look at your messages. We don't listen on your microphone. This I don't, I don't believe you. Yeah, That's bull crap. I mean, listen, it, it may not be listening. It may be something else that they do to track our patterns and so our thoughts and our minds. Some type of algorithm to see it what may- you're Googling, articles that you're looking at. Maybe you go shopping somewhere and then that keeps on popping up. Yeah, he may, not, he, he may not be lying about the fact that they're listening to us, but they are doing something that is tracking, you know, what we're thinking about and what we're purchasing. So what- what pops up on yours all the time, Charlamagne? I'm just curious. I don't really get a lot of ads. I used I to. Do. You know what? I get more so than anything, and I told y'all this before. When I get in the car, it tells me where I'm going, which I think is mm. very, very weird. Well, yeah, that's the phone that does that. Like, it'll tell you this amount of minutes to your destination? Yes. Or to get home if you're on your way anytime. Yeah, I mean, you no, drive but, but, to work but, but, every no, day, no, no, so no, no, it, it, yeah, yeah, it no, tracks no, no, you. No, 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 no. Y'all not understand what I'm saying. I can be... I can be randomly like, yo, I'm about to go to the grocery store. And it, I'll get in the car and it'll say, such and such store. minutes to the grocery store. Yeah, that's, 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 that's random, bro. That's not Instagram. I don't that's go to yeah, the, that's a little weird. I don't go to the store every day or every other day. That's like, a little weird, bro. Yeah, they're following you. Mm-hmm. All right, they're and, following us all. And let's talk about the debates tonight because Democratic presidential candidates are in Miami. And they're going to be there Wednesday, tonight and Thursday night. That's for the debates. So, let's talk about the first night. They're saying the second night is more of the heavy hitters because in the second night, that's when uh, some of the top five in polling of the candidates will be on the second night. That includes Biden, uh, Sanders, P- Pete Buttigieg, and Kam- Kamala, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Yes, on, that's tomorrow night. But tonight, uh, Warren is going to be there, Klobuchar, and Cory Booker. So, it's only so, three tonight? Well, no, that's, those are some of the top ones that are Three of the big ones. There's yeah. ten on each night. What's my guy Tim Ryan on? Tim Ryan on tonight or tomorrow? Um, I got to look at the whole entire schedule. Oh, okay. But I do know this is just so you guys know what's going to be happening when you watch. Candidates have one minute, that's 60 seconds, uh, to answer questions. And then they have 30 seconds to rebuttal if somebody says something to them and they want to defend themselves. I think after the night, a lot of the Democrats are going to realize how stupid they look up there 30 deep like the Wu-Tang Clan. Okay? And some of them are going to have to, you know... Say, you know what, maybe I'm going to rethink this thing and fall back. Yeah, a lot of these candidates have been doing mock debates and getting ready. They said a lot of them have just been kind of falling back from other work just to prepare for this debate. So they've been trying to make sure that they're uh, ready to go so they can talk about what policies they have. They can prepare themselves. They're also thinking about their body language. How could that be perceived on camera Mm -hmm. and things like that? They're overthinking this thing. Just go out there and freestyle. 
That's not a good idea. No, for real, because you're speaking from the heart. Like, you, I don't want to go out there with a bunch of prepared statements. Like, But it's just different when you only have 60 seconds. And it, so that means you got to get right to it and you got to make yeah, it. Yeah, you don't have much quickly. time at all. These That's what I said. It's too every, many people. It's not, a much, it's not enough time. Every single one of them have been spewing the same talking points <laughs> for years now, okay? It's and not, people are thinking about how am I going to stand out with all these other candidates on the stage, too. <laughs> so I know people are going to be trying to get those uh, soundbite moments. I mean, the big fish is Joe Biden. So, I mean, you know, he should be the target. I really know. I take that back. He should be the target, but he shouldn't be the target. The people should be the target. The American people that's watching. That's what you should be focusing on. All right. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, a horrible morning, or maybe you feel blessed and you want to spread some positivity. 800-585-1051. Hit us up right now. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is John from Houston's Don't Stop Homicides in Houston, Texas. Hey, John, what's up? Get it off your chest, bro. Well, man, thank God. Yesterday, we was granted a proclamation day from the city of Houston. That day is called a candlelight vigil for homicide victims. That day be held every year on July 3rd. Well, congratulations, my brother. That's That's a beautiful thing. So what I'm doing, I like to invite everyone in Houston who lost a loved one due to gun violence or violence in general. It's going to be July 3rd, Bear Creek Pioneer Park, which is 3800 Bear Creek Drive. And if you need to follow me more, follow me at Houston on Top Homicide on Facebook. Okay. Congratulations, All right, thank you, brother. my brother. Hello, who's this? How you doing, man? This uh, is Red. Red, what's up? Get it off your chest, bro. Yeah, man, I'm having an issue, man, uh, with my wife, man. I'm going to see my son, and, and I just really bothers me. You know what I mean? I'm just having a real difficult time for the last two weeks, you know? Your wife won't let you see your son, so you guys are clearly estranged. What's happening? Man, you know, we seem like we can't communicate and stuff. You know, her family, you know, talking to her, they all basically trying to get me out of the way, you know what I mean? Uh, I've been there helping take care of her kids and, and everything, and, you know, I'm just going through a real rough time, you know? I'm sorry. He sounds so depressed about that. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, bro. I mean, it must be horrible. You can't see your kids, brother. Yeah, you know, it's just it's real bad. I ain't never been away from this long, you know. Right. Well, I highly recommend that you at least make sure you figure out what your legal options are so that in the future you don't have these issues and you got to get that started ASAP. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. All right, bro. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, DJ Envy? This your boy Gary with Convicted Conversation. What's you, up, bro? You get it off your chest, man. Day convicted God. Conversations. What's happening? He sure does, man. What's good with you, sir? Good morning, Angela. Yee. Good morning. Good morning. I hope you guys had a great evening. Yes, we did. Morning shift. All right, brother. You're wasting our time now. Great what's evening on this morning shift. Yeah, I was saying, I'm That's doing right. Part-time job driving. Just calling to say good morning to you guys. Thank you, sir. I'm All right, well, thank you, brother. I'm going to need you to start using your time when you get through better. <laughs> Hope you Damn, have a hung nice up on evening on oh. this morning shift. <laughs> All right, well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Call us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning, DJ. This is Mo, too. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. 
Uh, the scene in Oparcha, I definitely like to raise awareness in regards to what's happening in Sudan. Uh, the preliminary talks with the General Assembly had taken place a few days ago, which they, we didn't come to a resolution. And now on June 30th, there's a million man march that's scheduled to happen uh, in my country, which I still have family. Uh, there's a total media blackout, and uh, those rapid forces that have been uh, brought from outside countries have been just taking lives right and left. So uh, expecting on the 30th of June, with this media blackout, to, to have additional loss of lives. So I definitely want to raise awareness about what's happening. Uh, I know it hit the news sometime last week, but uh, it's going to like to have it resurfaced again because there's not a lot of news coming out of that. Where's the, where's the march at? Sudan. Sudan. So there's a million man march in Sudan on June, you said June 30th? June 30th, yep. That's this Sunday. Yep, that's, that's Sunday, Sunday. It should be, uh, you know, a lot of family members there. I would have loved to be a part of that. But I uh, definitely wanted to bring awareness uh, with, with all the internet companies shutting down the internet, shutting down the cellular data. Uh, there's a lot of forces that haven't been heard. And initially, in, uh, in the past month, that passed the Ramadan on 29th, it was uh, also over 100 lives. Uh, by those rapid forces. So it's expected to happen again. I just wanted to keep everybody uh, 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 just keep everybody aware that it still didn't go away and it's not come to an agreement with the uh, assembly that they had uh, about two days ago. Dope. All right. Well, thank you for checking in and, and letting us know what's going on, bro. Hello, who's this? Hello. Hey, what's your name? Hi, my name is Izzy. Hey, Izzy, get it off your chest. Yes, I would like to get it off chest for my mother and my sister. So yesterday I told my mother I was in class and she kicked out my door, so I screamed at her. I was sleeping. I had a headache. I told her like I was in class, but I didn't want to know I was skipping nursing school yesterday. And then my sister, she's keep, she went to the police, talked about she's going to um, press charges on me and keep calling me, harassing me. And I know she's pregnant, but I keep threatening her, but I'm not going to do anything to her. It's just that I just want to scare her a little bit, just a little bit. And that's it. That's about it. I just need to get You got a lot going on, mama. Yes, my mother is paying for my tuition, so she's paying 20 grand per semester, and she's harassing me. I have a headache every day. I have seven pillows in my bed, and I keep an addict. Yeah, but you can't miss class if your mom's paying for school. You can't just say, I got a headache and not go to school. Take an aspirin. You got to get to class. I know, but I have my, I'm reading. I'm reading. I have exams tomorrow, next week. I have two exams next week for med surge and psych, but I'm reading. At least I'm reading. At and think about reading. your mom. Reading is think amazing. Think about your mom. Reading is good for your mental health. She paid $20,000 for you to go to school, and then you lying to her, telling you in class when you're really sleeping? Yeah, you can understand why she's That's upset. That's terrible. And then later on, you're going to think to yourself, damn, we spent all that money for me to go to school, and I wasn't even going to class. Because trust me, I thought that about myself. And you're really, you really only lying to yourself, by the way. My daddy would always say that you're not lying to nobody but yourself when you do things like that. I know, but you know what? I have two exams next week. I'm going to knock them out, get 80s, 90s, and then she'll be happy. She doesn't pay for the tuition yet for this summer. She's going to pay. Look, you need to get it together and start going <laughs> to, class to class and stop coming up with excuses. I'm like, you didn't pay. I'm like, you didn't buy me a book yet for the class. Oh, my God. And then my friend sent me the PDF for it. I'm like, you didn't buy the book, but you want to ask me if I'm in school. Leave you sound, you sound spoiled. And ungrateful, you do. 
No, well, thank you, Mama. Don't say ungrateful. Don't say that. Okay, thank you, guys. Bye. <laughs> She's going right. back to sleep. I think ungrateful <laughs> is. I think ungrateful is the right word. <laughs> yes. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us at any time. Now we got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, let's do some updates. You know, yesterday we told you about Travis Scott's Reese's Puffs collab. We'll tell you how fast that sold out. Also, find out who finally got the cover of the Wheaties box. All right, we'll get into all that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good What's morning. Happening? Good morning. You know what I... You know what I played in the club last night? I played Kirk Franklin, Revolution in the club. Oh, why'd, you, nice. why'd you do that? You were trying to get everybody to leave? <laughs> nah, I was like, if y'all feel blessed, I played it. It did rock. And then you know yeah, what I played Franklin right after? Be it? Rocking. I played City Girls right after it, boy. That's right. Which City Girls record? Act up? You can, yeah, you can get smacked up. You can, yeah, that one. Act up. Get smashed up. Crazy. But anyway, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Kim K. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. So Kim Kardashian has yet another venture, and I just want to say for the record, and I was talking about it in the room, and our camera guy Steve from Revolt was like, oh, I'm so tired of hearing about this. Listen, congratulations. Steve is a white hater, though. Yes, her brand is now called Kimono. So basically what it is is Spanx. You know, she loves Spanx, and now she's doing her own shapewear line. It's called Kimono. She said, it's my take on shapewear and solutions for women that actually work. So there's things for men too, by the way. Now, didn't she trademark the word kimono and everybody's mad? She did trademark mad? the word kimono, which is such a common word. I didn't know you could just trademark kimono, but maybe. But it's, it's just... the spelling, though. She spelled her as K I M. That's how it's spelled. Kimono spelled K I M. I thought it yeah. spelled K E E. No, it's not. Oh, it's K I M. Okay. Spelled properly. I thought it was, was like, K E M or something. Very clever. She spelled it like her name, Kim. Oh. <laughs> no, it is spelled K. That's how it's a regular word. Oh I, no, I thought I thought kimono was spelled K E M O. N O. That would be kimono. Yeah. Is oh, that something kimono. else? It is a kimono, though. It is a K-E-M-O-N-O. It's Japanese art. Uh, kimono is like a Japanese... Um, yeah, it's the robe. robe. Okay. It's not art. Well, there is a K-E-M-O-N-O, which is Japanese art. Yeah, no. This yeah. is kimono. Kimono is okay. like clothing. Gotcha. All right. So that's going to be that's launching uh, pretty soon. And Chrissy uh, Teigen has already said, oh, my God, I don't have to cut one side of my Spanx anymore. So I guess what Kim was saying was sometimes you like to wear something with a slit in it and the Spanx will show. So she, people would have to cut one side of their Spanx. I know this is not a man problem. It's a woman thing. All right. Now, Terrence Howard is being accused of avoiding taxes. They are saying that he would funnel his money that he got from Empire to his ex-wife's company, who was also his new fiance, by the way. And so now they're probing him. It's part of a federal tax evasion probe. And that's all uh, in these ongoing Wait, situations. He said his ex-wife is his new fiance? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it happens. All right, all right. Okay, I'm rocking with you, guy. All right, Serena Williams. She's on the cover of the Wheaties box. This is the first time this has happened for her. A lot of people felt like, I can't believe that this is just now happening. She posted out Thea Gibson was the first black woman tennis player to be on the box. Today, I'm honored to be the second. And so she's the fourth female tennis player and the first active tennis player since 2000 to be on that Wheaties box. She said, I've dreamt of this since I was a young woman, and it's an honor to join the ranks of some of America's most decorated athletes. That's shocking that Serena Williams has just made a Wheaties box. Yeah. But I don't that is shocking. But it's the first time an active box. tennis player has been on the box. So it, I guess normally they do it after you yeah. aren't playing anymore. No, Arthur Ashe. Arthur Ashe has been on there, I'm pretty sure. Well, for women, a black woman, she's talking about. 
Mm-hmm. All right, now Travis Scott. We told you about his Reese's Puffs collab, and that dropped yesterday. Well, it sold out within 30 seconds. So if you were trying to get that, it was $50, by the way, this limited edition cereal box sold out immediately. 30 yeah, seconds. Yeah, nobody's going to eat that. That's going to be a collector's edition. Nobody's eating that. What if you're really hungry and you're high? Nah, you're not going to eat that. That's no, a collector's edition. Collect you put that on your shelf. Dollar box. How the hell, how long can you keep a box of cereal? I don't know, but that's scary if it lasts that long. Exactly. Forever. <laughs> you could take the puffs out and eat them and leave the box. And I don't think it's going to appreciate in value, guys. I don't think that you're going to buy a box of Travis Scott. Uh, what yes, is it? it will. There's a lot of Travis yeah. Scott fans out there with that will definitely try to buy that. Yeah, but it's worth more than $50. It's worth $50. Now you think it's going to go up in value over time? I yes. I wonder how much it's worth right now if they have it on eBay anywhere. Probably like 300 I see it for $160. I see. What up? We could have made a little bit. All right. And for all the fans of The Office, like myself, The Office will be leaving Netflix in 2020. So make sure you binge watch that now with no commercials. It's actually heading to NBC Universal's streaming service starting in January of 2021. Now, Netflix said we're sad that NBC has decided to take The Office back for its own streaming platform. But members can binge watch the show to their heart's content ad-free on Netflix until January of 2021. A little light $100 million a year. Yeah, they're getting for reruns. You know what I'm saying? Getting they're that good syndication money. The Office was the most watched acquired series on Netflix. So they have been looking for a new deal for quite some time. And that's where they're going. I guess it makes sense. What can you do? All right, mm-hmm. I'm Angela Yee, and that's your Rumor Report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, we got front page news. What are we talking about, Yeezy? Well, let's talk about Robert Mueller. He is going to testify before Congress on July 17th. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. What's happening? Cardi B. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get some front page news. What are we talking about, Yeezy? Well, Robert Mueller will testify before Congress on July 17th after they issued a subpoena for his appearance. That's the House Democrats who did that. So this is going to be him answering questions publicly for the first time about that investigation that was almost two years into Donald Trump. Now, Donald Trump tweeted out presidential harassment. But people have a lot of questions, and he is going to respect that subpoena, even though he doesn't want to have to speak about it anymore. Yeah, because he shook. He shook to death with Donald Trump. So that makes me wonder, is he going to hold his nuts or is he going to go out there and actually you know, spill the beans. So apparently they wanted to know uh, when he ultimately decided there wasn't going to be a charge for criminal conspiracy. People haven't even read the report and have comments on it. So that's interesting, right? I mean, um, you can go listen people- to it. There's mm-hmm. mad people that have uh, recorded it and put it up online. Angela Rye did it. I saw a bunch of actors and actresses did it yesterday, like in a play form. Yep. Some people feel like Donald Trump hasn't even read it. But Donald Trump has named his next spokeswoman, and that is going to be Stephanie Grisham. That's Melanie Trump's spokeswoman. So now she is the White House press secretary and communications director. So uh, she's going to stay on as Melania Trump's spokeswoman as well. So she has a lot of different responsibilities. And they said that she was Donald Trump's clear choice on the beginning. He wanted somebody from his inner circle. And she's been with Team Trump longer than anybody who is currently in the White House. So. And, and also, too, here's the thing. Even if, you know, you haven't read the Mueller report, Robert, Robert Mueller spelled it out that they can pursue obstruction charges, mm-hmm. but the Democrats are so shook of Donald Trump that they won't even start the impeachment proceedings. And it's not even about getting him actually impeached. It's just setting a precedent that, look, 
this type of behavior cannot come from a president. Period. Yeah, I guess they feel like also because the Democrats were the ones who subpoenaed Robert Mueller, this is probably the first step toward trying to get that done. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I still think they shook, but we'll see. All right, and tonight is the first of the Democratic debates. So you guys, I'm sure, will be glued to the televisions tonight and tomorrow night to see what these candidates are going to say as they introduce themselves to the country and talk about uh, their policies. They have 60 seconds to answer and address different topics. And then if somebody has something to say to them, if somebody attacks them, they have 30 seconds to respond to an attack. And then, and it's only two hours tonight, right? It's only a two hour tonight and two hours tomorrow, right? Yeah, so they're going to split this up two different nights. Um, much tonight time. you can see Cory Booker, you can see Elizabeth Warren, you can see mm-hmm. Klobuchar. Tomorrow night you can see Biden, Sanders, you can see Buttigieg and Kamala Harris. And please don't waste your 60 seconds bashing Trump candidates, okay? We know he's trash. Nothing new can be said about him. Tell us, the people, what your plan for the country is. That's what we want to hear. Yeah, well, they'll be answering questions, so I guess that's more what it's going to be in talking about their policies. So yeah. that'll be, for some people, the first time... But- Mm-hmm. And, and don't but waste can they time answer that in 60 questions. seconds, though? Can they answer about their policies in 60 seconds? Is that enough time? That's what I'm saying. Uh, That's the thing. You're a radio personality. Yes, you can get off a lot in 60 seconds, guys. Come on. Knock it yeah, off. Yeah, but they're not. But they are not. And they are long-winded. They're actually, They've they're been a pair. They're actually smarter. They're politicians. <laughs> they're politicians. They're long-winded. They're actually smarter than us, okay? They can go 60 seconds without making a butt joke. But I think... All right? But I think a part of this is... <laughs> okay. We know we lean on here. Part of this is going to be um, trying to stand out because it is a crowded field right now, so there's going to be some clear standouts, I'm sure, in these next couple of days. And some people aren't even in these debates, so they're at a disadvantage, it would seem. Yeah, we have one of them up here this morning that's not in the debates. Yes. Uh, Seth... Uh, Seth Moulton. Seth Moulton. Seth Moulton. Yes. That's right. He'll be joining us in a little bit. Are we finished with the front page news, G? Yes. All right. Well, that's front page news. But coming up next, we have an attorney and author. Ebony K. Williams will be joining that's us. Pretty powerful is her book. Yeah, that's our mm-hmm. that's our, our resident uh, legal advisor. Yes, because Cardi right. B is all in the news today. So she's going to give us some insight into what's going on with Cardi B's and more, situation. And yes, Cardi too. But more importantly, uh, her thoughts on the Central Park Five mm-hmm. is something that everybody absolutely needed to listen to. Yep. Okay. All right, so we'll kick it with her next. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I'm shook, yeah. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have a special guest in the building, an attorney, author, and more, Ebony K. Williams. Good How morning, good I'm people. so happy you're here, Ebony, because there's so many things going on that I need to make some sense out of. Yes, so yes. I want to get your opinion on certain things. I want to start mm-hmm. with Jesse Smollett. Listen. Because the police have just released... <laughs> these videos and text messages and all these documents. So I want to get your take on what you believe happened. And I didn't know that they just, are they releasing all of this because they're still trying to open a case against him? Mm, very good question, Angela. So this is the case that won't go away, right? I feel like every time we're here, we're we are still this, talking right. about this damn Jesse Smollett case. We have this video, why? Because Chicago PD released it. Mm. So what you got to know is when they release something, it's because they think it's favorable to their position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So obviously they think the fact that he's walking around still wearing a noose. Now, why is he wearing a noose? Like, why did he have to have that on for the he police said he to wanted see the cops it? He wanted them to Isn't see the trauma, DJ oh. He wanted them to see the trauma. Um, listen, I told y'all last time, I'll say it again. I think that this was, um, my legal hat tells me that this was off the books deferred prosecution, mm-hmm. right? We talked about deferred prosecution last time, too, mm-hmm. where probably did something wrong. Now, I wasn't there, but that's what my, my legal lens tells me based off the facts. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a big-time star. Uh, he's got money. He's got a great legal team. It was worth the while of Kim Fox's DA's office to make this go away. Now, where I think they messed up, though, y'all, 
is they were trying to do too much. Mm -hmm. Trying to do too much because instead of putting it off the books, they should have put it on the books. If they had done a legitimate deferred prosecution, which happens all across this country every day, right, where Jesse does his community service, uh, if a year of good behavior, the case gets dismissed, this is done. We're not talking about this no more. Is it possible that he's telling the truth? That he didn't do it? Of course it's possible, mm-hmm. but clearly the PD, Chicago PD, doesn't believe that. Right. And what we have now, a judge has ruled, y'all, an independent prosecutor is now coming in to overlook Kim Fox's, the local district attorney's decision-making. I'm going to tell y'all why that's real bad. Mm. For those unfamiliar with who Kim Fox is, she is one of the foremost, I have great respect for this woman and what she is doing by way of uh, progressive prosecuting. You know, we talk about Kamala Harris and kind of the controversy around her record. Well, now people have a mandate. If you're going to be a black person, particularly, and you're going to be a DA, you're expected to be progressive in your tactics. You're expected to be doing things for the community. Well, Kim Fox has been doing that. Mm -hmm. But now she's put herself in a, in, a, in a difficult situation because now her credibility looks shaky all because she, had his back. she was trying to do too much mm-hmm. for Jesse Smollett and, and his situation. Was she doing too much? Because I thought mm-hmm. they said this is something that they do all the time with these type of cases. But on Nobody the books, Envy, on the books, Envy, you got to do his paperwork. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, he's paper, you got to do paperwork. You got to file it. You got to go before the judge. You you don't admit guilt necessarily, but you say it's in my client's legal. You could We could even do what's called an Alfred plea. I'm going to hip you out of that right quick. If, if you've never heard of an Alfred plea, mm-hmm. this is where you go to court. You don't say I'm guilty of the facts. So to your question, Angela, if he's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. But what you do is you say, the facts don't look good against me, though. The likelihood of me getting convicted are high. So therefore, I'll enter what's called an Alfred plea. And that way you can get a better legal remedy without having to lie on yourself mm-hmm. if indeed you are factually innocent. But what's wrong with acknowledging? And, and I had many clients do this, y'all, where we just say, listen, I believe you're innocent, but just don't look good. Well, I guess that's another reason if mm-hmm. you're a prosecutor, you, you, you shouldn't have any bias. Oh, Whether you're not. white or black. Absolutely not. No, no, no. You should not. And yeah. I'm not sitting here saying just because you're black, you need to be letting black folks off the hook. Not not by any stretch. But there are things that prosecutor offices can do. That's what we talk about with discretion, right? Mm-hmm. Deciding if you're a nonviolent offender, I'll make you uh, available to these kind of deferrals. That stuff is great. My fear now, y'all, is that Kim Fox's ability to do that type of, use that type of discretion is going to mm. be They're compromised now. Because mm. they're looking at her hard now because now, of this. Now, have you seen When They See Us? Have you seen of the did, did she see it? Ebony's riled up about when I, I, see I, it. I was really baiting y'all. I was trolling y'all. You saw that? You saw that? I was like, ooh, wait till I get on the breakfast now, club let's, let's next time. We going what, in. What did you think about it and, and some of the people that have been, I, I can't say guilty, but have done these kids so damn dirty? Including Donald Trump, by the way, who, still is still saying, who is still saying that these kids did plead guilty. So this is what I'm going to tell y'all. It's heartbreaking as the, the movie was and the facts of this case are, and they are devastatingly heartbreaking. Don't mishear me. Mm-hmm. But what if I told you the vast majority of the tactics used in that interrogation were perfectly legal? Really? Yeah, I'm going to really? tell you exactly. Yes, yes, look it up. Your United States Constitution provides for the cops to flat out lie to your face. They call it mere trickery. Look it up. It's the a Supreme they, Court not, case. Not the fact that they can talk to kids underage without parents. Though. So let's let's talk about that. Because a lot of people feel like, so remember Yusuf. Yusuf's mom came in there in the movie and oh, said. Oh, the movie, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, in the movie. Yeah, 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 in the movie. And said, um, you know, time's up on this sh-. I'm taking my son with me and he left. Right. So everybody's like, well, why didn't the other kids do that? And, and everybody thought it was about the fact that he was underage. It actually had nothing to do with his age. If they question you, you, you or me, 
we're all free to leave mm -hmm. until we are under arrest. Right. But no one knows that. Yeah, mm -hmm. even if you agree to go down there? Yeah, so, so let me tell you what you agree. That's how people always say, am I under arrest? Right. Well, then no, I'm leaving. Right. And if they say no, that's, that's your cue to know you are free to leave. Now, they will not tell you that. Because that, that, that's not their culture. And that technically, that's not really their job. Right. That's, it's our job, right, to know what our rights are. And it's sad because these boys were 14. These boys were 15. They were 16. So how the hell are they going to know? Even when they were rounding them up on the street, you don't have to go downtown? Now, now, you can go downtown. But you don't have to. If you don't like, have to. Mm -hmm. What you're engaging, it's mm -hmm. called a voluntary custodial interrogation. You still don't have to talk. And you have the right to what? Remain silent. Whether you did it or not, hell, I'm going to tell you the truth. Even if you're guilty of sin, it's still not your job to give them evidence to prosecute you with. So I really want people to know that. So some of the things in When They See Us that were legal, when they tell you we have your DNA, they can lie. They can lie. Wow. They, that's, that's a damn lie, and they can How lie. How can they make that up? That's crazy. And they uh, can tell you that the other can, person, somebody else told on you? The second favorite. Your homeboy already said he saw you hey. do it. That's a legal lie. First time I ever got arrested mm -hmm. uh, was for assault and battery with intent to kill, point and present a firearm. Mm. I was in the backseat of a gracious. car when my homeboy shot at somebody I and they arrested me from Be high quiet. school. <laughs> and that's exactly what they did. They took me down to the police station and they were yeah. like, write a statement and tell us what happened and we'll let you go. And we'll let you go. And I wrote a whole statement. Did you statement. believe it? You believed it, Yes, right? of course. I wrote a statement lying, though. Right, because you believed the, the guy in blue or the lady in blue was telling you the truth. Y'all, they're never telling you the truth. That's yeah. the, if y'all don't hear shit else I said this morning, law enforcement is permissibly, legally, constitutionally protected to lie to you. In fact, they consider it their job. So, so this is what a lot of people think, too, and this is important to dispel. They think, I'm going to just tell them what they want to hear. I'm going to do what Charlemagne did. I'm going to allow myself to get the f*** out of here, excuse mm -hmm. my French, so that then my lawyer Can will take, take care of it this. later. Right. Because the facts are I didn't do it. The facts are my fingerprints are not there. The facts are DNA proves I didn't do it. Y'all, it doesn't work. I've been in front of juries before. They will believe a false confession before they believe DNA. They will believe a false confession before they believe a videotape. Mm. They will believe a false confession before they believe an eyewitness. What about if you are 14 years old and underage? Mm -hmm. Can you then do, if they coerce a, fa a false confession out mm -hmm. of you, that's still considered legal with no lawyer present, no parent present? Well, the no parent part is a problem. Mm -hmm. um, and now you're getting closer to coercion. So coercion, normally the times where I've seen successful cases of proving coercion, you, they got to beat the kids up. They got to beat the defendant up. Um, another thing that will lead to a co coerced confession is the amount of time. When you have somebody in a room for six, eight, 12 hours, so no tired. food, yeah. they're tired, what is the likelihood that they will just say anything at that mm -hmm. point to get the hell out of here? Now you're getting closer to coercion. But the point is, you'd be surprised how far that lead way goes. Now, oh, by the way, don't eat or drink if you are in a co custodial interrogation because they are simply trying to get your DNA. All right, when we come back, we have more with Ebony K. Williams. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah, Good morning, yeah. everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with attorney, author, Ebony K. Williams. Charlemagne? Question about the jury. Why yeah. would they dismiss all the other evidence but only believe the false confession? Like, if there's yeah, DNA, if there's all this crazy, other stuff, right? why, why would they dismiss all that? What I can tell you, Char, is that there's just empirical data. If you look it up on Pew Research or anything like that, the Justice Department... It's just something about human nature that believes that when someone... People just don't believe that people will admit to something they didn't do. They just flat out don't believe right. it. And I would tell people this, and I know it doesn't sound glamorous, it's better to do a, a little time now than a lot of time later. 
Meaning, to that point, it is better to spend a night or two or five or ten in jail waiting on an attorney, waiting on somebody to come and represent your interests, than to just hurry up and plead out so you can get out. And now there's unintended consequences. This includes immigration. A lot of people don't realize when you plead to even a misdemeanor, now you've messed up your whole ability to legally immigrate into this country. Your child support custody situations are looking messed up. It's a lot of unintended consequences that come with just pleading out. But you make a good point, Angela. I want to transition real quick to uh, Cardi B. Mm-hmm. So talking about pleading out. So mm-hmm. Cardi was offered a plea deal um, in result of, I guess, the alleged bar fight she got into uh, in New York last summer. Mm-hmm. And they offered her uh, to plead guilty to two misdemeanors and be done with it. No jail mm-hmm. time, whatever. And just right. can't get into any more situations, trouble. trouble at all. Right. <laughs> Sometimes that's the hard part. Right. But yes. They she, upgraded the and then Right. So she, her and her legal team said no to that, which I totally respect. And then to me, it looks punitive what they did. It looks like they upgraded it to now 14 felonies, including well, 14 charges, including two felonies for the same incident. Now, how'd that work? How do you go from two misdemeanors mm-hmm. that you're not looking at any jail time on to now a grand jury convene? And I'm going to tell you something. When a grand jury convenes, they mean business. They're serious. And a lot of times people are like, well, what's a grand jury versus a regular jury? Grand jury meets in secret. You don't even know a grand jury is being convened. Jesus. Grand jury is the prosecutor just putting all their evidence forward and proving their case the best that they can. They do that, they, they can indict a ham sandwich. That's where that saying comes from. Okay. So now Cardi's indicted. She's looking at 14 counts. I think she was chanting at BET Experience this weekend, like, I'm not going, going to jail. To jail. Right. She likely won't go to jail by any stretch, but it just goes to show you the tactics that they will employ when they feel like you're not playing ball with them. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not going to take our misdemeanors? Okay, we got you. Now yeah, we're going like, to hit like you with the felonies. Harder. Right. And do, do they normally make people pay back, like say you did file some false charges and they want him to pay back $130,000 for the time that they spent? Oh, yeah, now they're serious that about that part. Yeah, because it's all a racket, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, so, I, I mean... So I'm, if you would have just paid that, it would have been a wrap. Listen, let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you all something, and some people might get mad that I reveal this, but it's true. Oftentimes, I have been able to procure dismissals for clients that were somewhere between guilt or innocent because we were able to talk about restitution. That's what you're talking about right there. Mm-hmm. The court just wants to be made whole. Uh, my former boss, God, I love this man, Butch Williams and Durham, say, E, they can get one thing, cash or ass. Okay? Cash or ass. Cash or ass. They don't really care which one. They prefer cash, mm-hmm. actually. Oh, truth be told. F- to get felonies? No, 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 no get your ass in jail. Is that what you think of cash? Charlamagne. Cash or ass. I don't, you know, know, what, what? I don't know what happened to you in jail, Charlamagne. I'm trying to be like, what? What's going on in North Carolina? You think cash or ass, right? Charlamagne, the ass I'm referring to is you being in the penitentiary. Oh. Golly, you know, Charlamagne. Okay, Charlamagne, we're going to do a special session. Just the two of us after, because you really not catch it all. Quick enough today. Like, huh? Okay, I get it. <laughs> 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 Shut up. Okay, so yeah, so the money part. That's, that's the, the cash that's, ass. Right. <laughs> that is the most important part, y'all. If the, the, if, 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 if Jesse and them would just paid that money, done a real upfront deferral prosecution, he would be auditioning for the next Tyler Perry feature right now. Mm. Instead, <laughs> instead, you know, now you got a, a, seriously, that's not cute. A special federal prosecutor coming in to investigate this. And like I said, the biggest consequence, I don't even care about Jesse like that. No disrespect. I don't like what it's doing to Kim Fox's office. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not good right. because now it's compromising her ability to be effective, not just to black people, to your point, Sean, but to all, all of her citizens. So, so that's, that's a bad look. Cardi, probably not going to jail, but 
be mindful that they will come for you like that. That is an intimidation tactic. And don't fall for it, people. Just because they want you to plead to those misdemeanors okay. and they will threaten you and say, now, if you don't take this plea, we coming with these felonies and they will come. Trust. Tr this is where you need to trust your legal team to, to, to help because I, I, I don't think that um, she's going to do any jail time. What bothers me about all of this all of these things that we're discussing is that nobody in the hood has this information. I know. Nobody in our community know. really knows what to do when they're encountering law enforcement. Mm -hmm. And they can't hire somebody like you. No, but I'm here for free. For Look, this is great. Like, this is what I love y'all for. And this is what, you know. And she was a public defender as yes, well. Yes, I've been so. a public defender. I've been a private celebrity defender. A lot of my clients, I represented athletes and celebs and all that stuff. And I can tell you that nobody knows it. Mm -hmm. You're exactly right, y'all. People don't know. Those five young boys, and that's exactly what they were, didn't know they were free to leave the whole damn time. Right. And had they known just that one fact, none of this would have happened. All the, all the Linda Fairsteins and all the bad prosecutors and all the cops in the world cannot make up for the fact that they you, you have a right to not give them evidence, false or otherwise. Well, what about when you're getting up and you're trying to walk out and they're beating you up, slamming well, you to the ground? Now, that is that does happen. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to act like, you know, it's like, oh, well, glad you said you were free to leave, son. Bye. You know, no. Right. You know, sometimes they will get aggressive like that. All I can tell you is, and this is so much easier said than done, and, and don't know that, know that I know the consequence of what I'm about to say. Just know that undoing a false confession is nearly impossible. Okay. Yeah, that's it for me. Damn. Well, thank you. Any Ebony. more questions, y'all, man? You know, we got to have you a little extra programming. I know, man. Because I mean, it's, just, it's, just, it's a lot. What you gonna cash your ass, Charlamagne? What? <laughs> <laughs> Pop quiz, Charlamagne. Cash your Christ. ass. What does that Which mean? Which one you give it up? What am I giving up? Mm -hmm. Black men don't cheat. Cash. Black right, men so cash don't it is. cheat. You're supposed to say cash. Cash it is. Cash, yes. But, but just so we're clear, that's I not a know, I feel sexual like I, I feel thing. like I got coerced just now. <laughs> <laughs> you don't trust yourself. No. You don't trust yourself. I feel yourself. like y'all forced me to answer that question. <laughs> you were free to leave, Charlamagne. You're free to leave. <laughs> don't forget. Y'all, it's some nuggets today. Here's the jury box. You're free to leave. Don't say anything. Mm -hmm. Ask for your lawyer. Pay your uh, pay the retainer. I'll always see if there's an opportunity for a dismissal with the right dollar amount, because oftentimes there is. Uh, and don't be forced to take the plea of a misdemeanor just because they're, you're intimidated by the felonies. Be like Cardi. Ebony K. Williams, Thank let everybody you. know where to find you, of course. Yes, Give of course. Give me your Twitter and Instagrams, Eb. My grams, um, Ebony K. Williams, E-B-O-N-I-K. Williams, both Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank y'all. Thank, Thank you guys you, so much. This was dope. It's The Breakfast Club. We are The Breakfast Club. What's happening? Shout out to everybody in the D. I'm out in Detroit. What up, Doe? Mm-hmm. I love Detroit, man. Detroit is probably one of my no, favorite no, places no, to come no. to. What? Say I love the D. Come on. I'm not. No, I love Detroit. Okay. He loves both. Shut up. <laughs> I went to a I restaurant keep... yesterday. Uh, black owned. Uh, it's called La Culture. Mm -hmm. Amazing, amazing food. Uh, a lot of seafood. So I know you, you don't really mess with the seafood, but amazing, amazing food. So shout to them. I just want to shout them out. Yes. All right. Well, that sounds like fun. I got my run today, too. I haven't been working out in so long. I haven't had no time. I think I've ran once in like the past week and a half. So it's oh, gonna so you're going to pass out. So it's going to be a struggle. I'm going to mm -hmm. have to pace myself and take it slow. But I am back again uh, running. I told you, one day I'm going to do a marathon. That's on my bucket list. Now, where are you running to? How far is the run? Where do you so run? So it's 5K, and it's in Prospect Park, which is a park in Brooklyn. And uh -huh. so we do it once a month, and everybody gets to come out, even if you never ran before. It's just a good time. You get to meet people that uh, maybe some of them are good. It, I think it's a nice var variety of people. Some people are expert runners. Some people have never even tried it before, so it's their first time coming out. But we just go together as a group, and then you go at your own pace, and then we meet up at the end. 
And so now, the blind runner that calls all the time, is he running with you guys? Um, he did it before. I don't know if he's coming today. I'm not sure who's coming. But a lot of people hit me up. Like, I'm coming out. I'm going to come out. I want to come run. So I think it's fun. When you it's have a, a blind, fun thing. When a blind person runs, does somebody run with them? Do they have a guide? Yes, they have to have a guide. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who do you think they run with the stick and they would fall? Maybe they do. Yes, they have to have a guide. It's possible. Mm, I didn't think about the dog. Yeah, the dog is possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. All right, well, we got um, rumors on the way. What we talking about? Yes, let's talk about a show that you thought was about to be over, but maybe it's coming back. Okay, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo, yo. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, we all know that power is coming to an end after this season, but 50 Cent is now saying he changed his mind. He went on social media and said, I changed my mind. Power is not going to be over after season six. This ish is too good. So I don't know. Can if he do that? I, I guess he can if he wanted to, right? Or he might just be trolling because he's just saying it's just too good. So True. I mean, there's all kind of spinoffs coming from the show. So I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen, but he's saying it's too good. I mean, he would know the story arc by now, though. He would, know, he would know if this was the final season or not. Well, they've all announced that it's the final season. So it's already been put out there. In May, they officially announced it at Stars and everything. And that's what I mean. If they've already shot the season, then he knows how it ends. Yeah. So he's either trolling or he knows something that we don't. All right, now let's talk about Cardi B because she was in court yesterday in Queens and the judge told her she's being charged with attempted assault in the second degree. Other charges as well. There's 12 charges, including two counts of felony attempted assault with intent to cause serious physical injury, misdemeanor, reckless endangerment, assault, criminal solicitation, conspiracy and harassment. That's all because she allegedly is being charged with ordering an attack on two strip club bartenders that are sisters because she felt one of them had a situation with Offset. So, they're also saying that she was on social media and discussed paying two people for the job according to these new court documents. Now, she is pleading not guilty. So, if she does get convicted on these new felony charges, she'll face up to four years in prison. We just had Ebony K. Williams up here discussing that whole situation. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. she's saying, if you didn't do something, then don't take that guilty plea. Mm. And don't uh, confess to something you didn't do. So she's saying she didn't do it. All right. In the meantime, Cardi B is also trying to get $30 million from her ex-manager, Shaft. Initially, she had countersued him for $15 million in damages, but now she's seeking more than that, and that price has doubled. She accuses him of taking advantage of her trust and how naive she was, persuading her to sign contracts and enter into deals where he would take an unreasonable and unconscionable portion of her earnings for herself, for himself. And he did sue her also for $10 million, saying it was breach of contract and defamation. I hate to see them uh, get to this point, but when when Shaft and Cardi was running together, there's no way Cardi generated $30 million. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, he sued her but for she's 10 suing million. She's suing him for $30 million. That's what I'm saying. Shaft ain't got no damn $30 million. What's that number based off? Because mm-hmm. it's not like he stole $30 million from her. Right. Like, what's, that, all kinds no- of damages. what's that number based off? Now, I don't a, know. Here's another big number. Yo Gotti. He lost this his appeal. This is a appeal. crazy one. So... His appeal, he was trying to get the $6.6 million judgment vacated. It didn't happen. Now, originally, this all started because he got $20,000 to be on a track, Young Fletcher's track, back in 2016. But then he would not put the song out. Later on, they said he recorded a similar verse for a different song and 
According to these reports, he tried to go behind Young Fletcher's manager's back and assign him to his own label for $150,000. So while he was on stage, the judge did give, they did give him a lawsuit while he was on stage and the judge did issue a $2.2 million judgment at first, but now that number has tripled to $6.6 million. So looks like- That's crazy. Yeah. Because that was only $20,000. There got to be more to that story. I mean- that's a lot of money. If it was only a twenty thousand dollars suit, that they, they, they're giving them six I'd have been like, million. Let me do another verse for you. Jeez, <laughs> uh, I know that's a lot. Six point seven. It went from twenty thousand to six point six million dollars. That's out of the realm of my understanding. And nor am I going to try to understand it. I'm just going to pray for your God. All these. <laughs> All right, Iggy. Yeah, so you got to pray. When you hear stuff like that, because you're you, right. Because think about that. It went from twenty thousand to owing six point six million. That could happen to anybody. All right, so pray for your God. Jesus Yeah, Christ. I'm praying for him. All right, now Iggy Azalea, she has a new album on the way, In My Defense. And she was on the RuPaul show, and she talked about her own issues that she had. Now, first, she talked about her boyfriend, Playboy Cardi. How, do you, how does Iggy Azalea find a boyfriend? Because I know you were dating he a basketball me. player. He found you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's very eclectic, too, and he's very much a free thinker. But it's been good, because I, I lived in L.A. for many years, and now I live in Atlanta what? with him. And You it's, are kidding it's, me. I think it's been good for me to, yeah. All right, so... Look, immediate takeout, you know, I still look at media takeout at times. They said that the Playboy Cardi and Iggy Azalea broke up. I don't know if that's true or not. Now, in addition to that, she talked about just being a self-sabotaging person. There were people around me that I worked with that were like, we love you and we think that you self-sabotage yourself. And, Ooh. and I was kind of pissed about it, even though I knew it was true. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of it was because I got bullied a lot in high school and I got made fun of because I always was very ridiculous and over the top. And so it was hard for me in my adult life to be able to tell the difference between somebody being critical and constructive yeah. and somebody bullying. All right, so that was a, a very uh, introspective look at what's going on in Iggy Azalea's life. There's a difference between constructive criticism and bullying. Yes, I can see what she's saying. Because people went from saying she just was whack, was a whack artist to really just insulting going in her. On her. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. I can see what she's saying in that aspect. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne. Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? You know, it's a guy named Nick Star Street. He's the uh, latest white-collar criminal out here in these streets, and we would like to talk to him. He needs to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him, please. All right, and also, Ask Ye is after that. So if you got some questions for Ye, you need some relationship advice, you could hit Ye right now. Get on them phone lines. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Don't miss Basketball Wives. This time, it's full-court drama. Who will face off and who will foul out? You'll have to see for yourself because this season, everything is up in the air. Basketball Wives is all new tonight at 8, 7 Central, only on VH1. Don't fear the date, you you dumb ass. You get don't fear the date, you you dumb ass. You are a donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the Donkey of the Day. They chose you. Yeah. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Yes, Donkey of the Day for Wednesday, June 26th. The middle of cancer season, baby. Goes to a Caucasian male. 
named Nick Star Street. Oh, the mayonnaise is heavy with this one, ladies and gentlemen. Salute to all the human jaws of Hellman's that call up here every day complaining about me using the word mayonnaise, but never call up here to complain about the actions of the mayonnaise. I'm actually disgusted by that, okay? All right, your bias and co-signing of bigotry is appreciated, though. Well, Nick Star Street committed what I like to call a white-collar crime because Nick called the police on a young black woman named Gail Claude and her friend because they were minding their black-ass business drinking wine at a community pool. Let's go to NBC4 Wilmington for the report, please. It was supposed to be a quiet Sunday by the pool for two friends at their prospective new apartment home. It ended up with Gail Claude taking out a restraining order against a would-be neighbor at the Addition Apartments in Hyattsville. Claude had toured the building with a roommate. The leasing agent told them that they could come back and sit by the pool to get a feel for the property and their potential neighbors. Nick Star Street, a noted internet provocateur and so-called Google influencer, had a problem with the woman having a glass bottle at the pool. The lifeguard said that it was okay. Then there was the confrontation. The women decided to leave and Star Street decided to follow. Star Street was involved in a similar incident at the same pool. And the video of that incident was taken down from his site. In Gail Claude's incident, the police were called. They showed up and no one was arrested. But when we caught up with her, she just filed a restraining order against Star Street. One other note here, Gail Claude tells News 4 that she and her roommates have decided to not move into that apartment building. Now, when I'm out and about minding my black-ass business, I meet the coolest white people in the world, okay? They walk up to me, they tell me they read my books, they tell me they listen to Breakfast Club, they tell me they listen to my podcast. They just be cool as hell. As Amanda Seal says, there are white people, and then there are white people who just happen to be white. The people who just happen to be white are cool because they are usually people first, but white people... Human jars of helmets in the flesh, mayonnaise-flavored mammals who commit white-collar crimes like this? Disgusting. And the reason I call them mayonnaise is because their attitudes and behaviors are just as disgusting as the condiment. Now, Too much goddamn mayonnaise! Yes, thank you. Now, what bothers me about Nick Star's creed is that he went from reporting what he thought was a crime, which it wasn't, to committing a crime. Because he followed Gail Claude and her friend. Now, we all saw how George Zimmerman, Trayvon Martin's situation turned out. Zimmerman punk ass called 911 and then followed Trayvon, and it ended sadly with Trayvon being murdered. So when I see a guy like Nick Star Street call 911 and then follow Gail Claude, and her friend, it triggers the trauma of situations like Zimmerman, okay? And this is why I want all women to know how to handle a firearm because these women were strong. They put on a brave face, but I was dead-ass concerned because there's no reason to be following a woman unless you plan to do something, all right? No man should be following a woman. I don't care if it was white following black, black following white, white following green, green following orange, red following Akon. This has nothing to do with color, okay? It's about safety, and I was concerned. But thankfully, these queens had the wherewithal to record this white-collar crime in progress. Now, let's listen to it. Still recording. Physically attacked by this woman. Physically attacked. By who? He said these women earlier, now it's this, this woman. woman. What's your story, baby? Because I haven't touched anybody. Oh, really? Yeah. I've oh, never I touched you. I'm recording. I'm sorry. That's funny, because your video is going to be a bunch of lies. White people love to lie on black women. White people, literally, this this dude left his apartment. He left. Oh, this is Black. I didn't know black people can be racist. I do wish one of them had called 911 while the other one was recording, though. I did that happen. I didn't hear that. <laughs> now, Nick Star Street has released a statement, mm -hmm. and he's saying uh, he was assaulted, which is a lie, but he's blaming his bigotry and racism on autism. He says, hi, I'm Nick. 
I'm autistic and lack a gauge that goes anywhere but zero and 100. Now, I did a little research, and it is a lot of articles asking the question, does autism influence social behavior uh, like racism and sexism? Does ASD cause abnormal social behavior? There's also a stereotype about autistic people that they can't use stereotypes. One study I read said they are usually free from sexism and racism, but scientists suggest that that is false, okay? They used 45 kids between the ages of 5 and 11, told them a story about two people in a simple cartoon, and asked them questions like, which one of these is the bad man in the story or which one of these two likes to play with dolls and both the kids with autism and kids without autism both thought the darker skinned guy was the bad man and the women like to play with dolls so Nick Star Street this was a good excuse but no alright the only reason you're using the autism excuse is because your white collar crime went viral and you don't want to experience the backlash in your personal life or should I say blacklash this is what I mean when I say I need all my cool white people to use their privilege to combat prejudice okay i need cool whip to fight mayonnaise and call this bigotry out because i honestly don't have the energy for it anymore uh please let chelsea handler handle my white work hee-haw hee-haw that is way too much dan mayonnaise you, you know it gets to a point where yeah. it, it, it just it's i get tired of calling it out mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. ain't nobody listening to me like they gotta hear this from other white people like they gotta hear this from the cool white people the mayonnaise has to, the cool whip has to go to war with the mayonnaise is what i'm saying ladies and gentlemen <laughs> so right. right and so also and you and you know what too and, and i know this we, there wasn't none of us around but we also got to protect ourselves Absolutely. Too. so if we, we ever see anything women. like this happening we got to protect our women we got to protect our children our kids and even ourselves even our, our other brothers we got to protect ourselves make sure we are okay imagine yes. that a that guy a following you around a hundred percent all right well thank you for that donkey today up next, ask ye, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. We got Chelsea on the line. Chelsea, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's your question for ye? Hey, Chelsea. Okay, Hi, I'm calling from Atlanta. Shout out to the A. I was calling because, okay, my husband and I have been married for two years. Mm -hmm. We were dating for three. And his family owns a law firm. And his ex works with him. Okay. And his family always invites her to all of the family activities. I was wondering, is it weird to have feelings that that's still happening even though we're married? So a couple questions. Before you got married, the whole time you guys were dating, he did still work with his ex. Correct. And she doesn't do inappropriate things like call in the middle of the night or text messages or nothing crazy. No. So you have no reason other than the fact that he did used to sleep with this woman to be upset because he hasn't done anything and she hasn't done anything. Right, right. I'm not sure right about that. <laughs> All right, because I can so. see if there was some fishy business going on, but it sounds like it's just you not. And I can understand that that's real feelings, that, you know, mm-hmm. you, it's a certain way, but is the family respectful towards you? For the most part. I mean, it's just kind of weird. I feel like it's disrespectful to include her in the activity still. Right. But. Well, you know what? That's a conversation that you should have with him. And be honest about it. And then he should be able to bring that to his family. I would tell him, look, I know that I don't feel like anything's going on. And I'm not trying to accuse you of anything. But it does make me uncomfortable when outside of work, she's invited to things because we are married now. So out of respect for me, I would appreciate if we could try to keep that, you know, out out of our relationship. You know, when it has something that when it has nothing to do with work, 
let's just keep it family and let her move on with her life and not have to see you at work and in her spare time as well. Right, right. But you got to give him credit for not making you feel awkward about it as as best as he can because it doesn't seem like anything's going on and it's a shame when we let outside things ruin our relationship. That is so true. All right, thank you so much and I'll be um, sure to do that. Okay, good. And good luck with that. And I think respectfully, like even if his family does at times invite her, at least he can be aware that it does make you feel somewhat awkward and he can be respectful and make sure he caters to you in that way. Right, right. All right. Well, good luck, Mama. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Ask ye 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you can call ye right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask ye If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you can call up right now. Hello, who's this? This is Tiffany. Hey, Tiffany. Where are you calling from? Charlotte. Okay, North Carolina. What's your question for Yee? Good morning, Yee. Good morning. So, um, I have a question in regards to a friendship. Um, I have a friend we've been friends for a long time now at this point. I love her to death, Mm -hmm. but I just feel like um, there's just always something going on with her. And from a friend standpoint, it gets very tiring of dealing with that you know dealing with her always going through something mm-hmm. and i feel like it has an impact on our friendship because um kind of like a relationship our friendship suffers from it because whether that means us going somewhere she can't because she's doing something or if i just need a friend to be there she can't because it's like oh well girl i'm so sorry i wish i could be there but i'm mm-hmm. going through x y and z it's just always something right and um the most recent thing um I, I moved away we don't live next to each other anymore and she came in town for one of her friends um grandmother passed away so she came to be there she's been in town for five days and she didn't come to see me and she said well you know it's a lot going on over here i'm so sorry that's why i couldn't make it mm-hmm. and so for me it's just kind of like okay i had enough and you know she said that she thinks i'm being a little bit dramatic but for me, it's just like, you know, when are you going to be a friend to me? And this becomes tiring. So I just don't really know how to deal with that. Well, Tiffany, I feel you on that because sometimes friendships can feel one-sided where we feel like we're putting in a lot more effort and someone is getting a lot more than they're giving, right? And friendships are supposed to be reciprocal. When I need you, you know, you should be there for me just like I'm there for you when you need me. And I will say this, sometimes we do have to, and I've had to do this myself, is let certain friendships just kind of stay in a certain position like not have those expectations because it's a shame when we get let down so I do have friends that I noticed that I was always doing stuff for them and they weren't coming and showing up for me when I needed them to show up so what that meant to me was I'm not gonna exert myself the way that I have been emotionally physically to do things with you if I'm not getting that in return that doesn't mean we're not friends We're still friends, Mm -hmm. but I just don't have those expectations that you're going to show up for me all the time so that way I don't get let down. And therefore, I don't even ask you to do certain things because I already know what type of person you are and you probably aren't going to show up. So why should I even put that out there? Now, that doesn't mean when we see, we're still happy when we see each other. We just don't see each other as often and I don't put as much energy into it as I used to because the thing is, it's on you. If you're the person that's still being there and putting all that energy into it and not getting it in return, that's on you now. You already know what it is. So how do you, 
how do you deal with it not feeling hurtful when you know you're there and they don't do that for you in return? Like I said, you can't force you, but... You can't force somebody to be there for you. And it seems like this might be just a, a selfish relate. She's very selfish on her behalf. And it feels like she thinks what she has going on to her is more important than being a friend to you. And to me, it's mm-hmm. like I wouldn't put as much energy as you've been putting into that friendship. That's all. I would just have to realize I'm not getting that in return. This is who she is. She's shown me. I've spoken to her about it. She's still not there for me. She comes with the, up with excuses. So now I just have to know what my expectations are for our friendship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Okay, because friendships do change over time. They're not always going to be the same as they were when we were younger. And I know we have these obligations when we've known people right. for so long. But sometimes we have to let those friendships evolve into what they are. What they're going to be. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're absolutely right. All right, okay, Tiffany. Well, thank you. We're your friends, though. We care. We do care. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Good luck, thank Tiff. You guys. Have a good morning. All right. Ask Ye, 800 585 1051. If you need advice, relationship advice, or any type of advice, you can call Ye at any time. Now we got rumors on the way. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe you want some advice from Willow Smith because it looks like she's very progressive and she's talking about relationships and what she wants when it comes to romance. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Willow Smith was on Red Table Talk, of course, and she was talking about unconventional relationships. Can multiple partners work? That was the whole topic. And here's what she had to say. I love men and women equally. Yeah. And so I would definitely want one man, one woman. I feel like I could be polyfidelitous with those two people. I'm not the kind of person that is constantly looking for new sexual experiences. I focus a lot on, like, the emotional connection. Mm -hmm. And I feel like... If I were to find two people of the different genders that I really connected with and we had a romantic and sexual connection, I don't feel like I would feel the need yeah. to try to go find more. So she loves men and women equally. I mean, listen, I don't see the problem. We were talking behind the scenes. Uh, y'all say y'all think she learned this from her parents? Well, Jada said, no, I said, you know, I don't know where she learned it from. I said, it's, it's weird because my daughter's around the same age and she doesn't talk about that. So I was wondering where she got those ideas from. I wonder if it was her parents. Well, Jada said, listen, you know me, it's whatever makes you happy. But her grandmother, Adrienne, uh, said it doesn't sit well with her. She said, I don't understand this emotional commitment. Well, if you have those desires, if you have, I guess, an attraction to a a man and an attraction to a woman, right? You can see yourself in a relationship with both. Then you would easily find the word polygamy, right? Right. And she said that she's just not down with monogamy and marriage because she said it's steeped in the idea of ownership. Really? So she said it's just not Mm. for her. A lot of people okay. practice that. D-Ray Davis been doing it for years. Mm-hmm. Lil Duval. I, I, I think, like, if, if, if she had been like a man... men and women? Huh? No, I'm saying if she... If they practice polygamy. Knock it off. I said if, if she had been a man, you know what I'm saying, and said that, like, a man said, oh, I want more than one wife, nobody trips. So they don't need to trip off Willow. Yeah, I don't think anybody's tripping. No, nah, nobody's tripping Her at mom all. mom is like, whatever you want, whatever makes you happy. She's also 18. She don't know the... She don't understand the struggle of having two goddamn partners, regardless what they are. Right, so she's curious right now. She's figuring it out. She's got too much energy, that's all. All right, now Bill Cosby has filed another appeal of his conviction on sexual assault charges. He's saying that five of his his accusers should have never been allowed to testify in his second trial. So that's another appeal that he has going on. Um, So we'll see what happens. I mean, he's trying to get up out of there. I don't know. (laughs) Why are you yawning like that? Bill Cosby? 
Just don't care. You don't care about Bill Cosby? Not at this point. Do you? I no. mean, <laughs> do you? I'm paying attention to his yeah, case because it's, it's been such an ongoing thing. All right, Kylie Jenner, according to Alex Rodriguez, uh, was bragging at the Met Gala about her billionaire status. According to him, he said the, ta- the talk at the table with Kylie Jenner at the table consisted of her just basically talking about her social media, her makeup, and her empire. He said Kylie was talking about Instagram and her lipstick and how rich she is. So that's some interesting table talk. But he said the table he had at the Met Gala was crazy. Idris Elba was at the table, he said, with his new wife. He said some famous singer next to me, I don't know what her name is, uh, Versace, Donatella. We had Kylie and Kendall, and we had an Asian gentleman from Crazy Rich Asians, the lead. You know, I was listening to uh, Maverick Carter on the Rap Radar podcast, and he said that when you talk to other success, he said when you talk to successful people, talk to them about themselves, because successful people love talking about themselves and their success. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't think that's a big deal that Kylie was talking about her success like that. Uh, he didn't say it was a big deal. He was just explaining what happened. She's no, I, saw, denying, I saw people making uh, a big deal about. She's it. denying it. I don't she's know saying, why. She's saying that's not. She was not talking about how rich she is. All right, and let's talk about when they see us. Netflix already had said that it was one of the most popular series on that platform. Well, now the numbers are out, and it says that more than 23 million accounts worldwide watch the four-part drama about the Central Park Five when they see us. Wow. That is huge, huge, huge numbers. So that is amazing. They're saying, again, it's the most watched series in the U.S. every day since it premiered May 31st. Uh, Netflix really should be rolling out the red carpet for Ava DuVernay. They should be backing up the Brinks trucks and dropping like 300, 400 million on her. Because every time she does something with Netflix, it becomes a cultural moment. Whether it was 13th, whether it was when they see us, like they really need to be in business with Ava in a big way. Right. I Maybe think they she are. does have a deal with, with them, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, but you ain't, but not the numbers like you saw Shonda Rhimes get or Kenya Barris or any of them. Right, I'm sure when her deal is up, she's going to renegotiate for or go wherever she decides she wants to Maybe go. Maybe she can't. I'm sure. It, didn't she do a big deal? Who'd she do a big deal with for that 100 M's? I forgot yeah. who it was. So, Maybe I mean, and, and they've been with know. her for a while now, too. So, I guess you know what it is. You sign a deal, and then when your deal is up, you've shown and prove a lot. Then you stick She did a $100 million deal with Warner Brothers TV. Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. So, maybe part of it is her having the freedom to be able to do that, too. Maybe. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, don't forget, after the mix this morning, we have Seth Moulton joining us. He's presidential candidate 2020 Democratic. He's going to be uh, talking to us. He didn't get invited to the debates uh, tonight and tomorrow, but he will be here. And uh, everybody else. <laughs> nice consolation right. prize, buddy. On the breakfast club. Okay, no you have Miami. more than one, no than one minute to speak. You have more than one minute to speak. <laughs> yeah, no Miami, but you can come here, goddamn it. You can come here and talk. All right, now shout the revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. Let's go. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with presidential candidate Seth Moulton. What, what do you think about foreign policy? I mean, you've been overseas, you fought for the country, and. You know, Trump is talking about sending troops to Iran, and we're always sending troops places. What do you think about our foreign policy, especially under this president? Well, first of all, Trump is the worst commander-in-chief we've ever had in American history. I mean, and this guy is fundamentally weak. I mean, let's not forget, he he got out of serving um, himself in the Vietnam War when he was called up uh, by lying about his feet. All right? What do you mean lying about his feet? Well, he claimed he got bone spurs. You know, he got some doctor to write some note that he had bone spurs, and, you know, it's... Mm -hmm complete BS. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and you know what people forget? You know, I, I get the fact that not everyone agreed with you with the Vietnam War, and I get that the people protested and, and, and didn't go and all that. And, you know, look, I was free country. I, you know, I, I, I respect people's opinions. But when someone dodges the draft like that, it's not like there's some empty seat in Vietnam. 
that just has Donald Trump's name on it. Mm. You know, someone went in his place. You know, I, I'd like to meet the American hero someday who went in Donald Trump's place. I, and I really hope that that he's still alive. Does he know he was replacing Donald? <laughs> no, Does he have the authority? Does Donald Trump have the authority to say, okay, we're going to invade Iran without approval? No, not without Cup de He thinks he no. does. He can he do thinks it, he does. He, well, that's the problem. Is he, he it, yeah. you know, like if Congress isn't doing its job to hold him accountable, you know, we've been fighting to get some amendments passed to say, you know, just we're going to cut off the funding if you try to do this. But, you know, Republicans are scared of the president. And so they don't, they don't want to, they don't want to support that. And, but, and it wouldn't be the first time a president has gone to war without Congress's approval. No, that's right. Well, the Vietnam right. and Iraq, right? Well, I think that there's a lot of parallels with Vietnam here because I think the hawks like 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 Bolton, Pompeo, what they're trying to do is get us into a situation where there's just some something, you know, some firecracker, you know, that sets off and we're like, oh, you know, we got to respond. And, and that could get us into a war. And, and Trump does not have the credibility to say, no, we're not going to do this. He's all over the map. We... He, he, you know, has no strategy whatsoever. He says that he, he pulled us out of the Iran nuclear deal. Well, that's done a lot of good because now Iran's building a nuclear weapon. He's got no replacement for the deal. Um, he's got people in his administration who are starting trying to start a war. He approved airstrikes and then he pulls back. I mean, this is American lives that are going to mm -hmm. be at stake here. Right. Not just Twitter. Mm -hmm. This isn't just Twitter. Mm -hmm. This is American lives that are at stake. And also, by the way, when the drone, when, when our drone got shot down, now we've basically had no response, which basically says to Iran, you can keep shoot, keep shooting down our aircraft because we're not going to do anything. Let me say the discrepancy. They, Iran, they said it was on their territory. We're saying it was in in in, in a safe space. So it, it was so many different. Well, I'll tell you what, just release the radar tracks. Let's see the radar tracks. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to see. We can prove it. You think she's trying to start a war because they always say it's hard to not reelect the president when, when the country's at war? Look, I, people say, oh, if Trump himself doesn't really want a war. But I'll tell you what he's much more concerned about than a war, and that's looking weak. This is a mm. guy who mm. he didn't he didn't care about American lives. If he cared about cared about American lives, he wouldn't dodge his dodge the draft. You know, mm. this is a guy who doesn't care about anything but his image, and we all know that. I mean, I think people, you know, a lot of people who vote for him, they understand that about him too, and um, that's why this is so dangerous. Is there yeah. any truth? Is there any truth to people starting wars just so they? A sure re-election, basically. Look, I think so. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't. I know as well as. I mean, I can't prove it. I mean, we. I know it as bad as well as you guys, but like, I mean, I think so. I think this guy would do that. Mm -hmm. um, that's how vain he is. When uh, did you decide that you needed to run for president, and why? Yeah, it's a good question. So, um, I knew I couldn't make this decision. There's a lot of people who encouraged me to run, all that, but and I'm looking at it, but um, I knew I couldn't make this decision until after I knew what it was like to be a dad, because. Uh, I just had a my first my first child, a daughter, born in October. Congratulations! Yeah, thank you, thank you. It's, uh, what took you so long to take your condoms off, bro? What's, wrong? What's up with you, man? You know, I don't know. It took me a while to get married too, but uh, me too. But I've got an amazing wife, <laughs> and uh, and now an amazing daughter, mm -hmm. and uh, and you know, I mean, it's yeah, it's like a like life changing experience, like everyone says. Um, but I've learned two things in the first few months of being a dad. Uh, one. I cannot believe how much I miss this girl that I just met. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I know a lot of people in my life much longer than my daughter Emmy, but um, I miss her to death. I'll be away for a day, and I can't. You know, I just was telling my, just texting my wife to send pictures this morning. But the second thing is that I'm even more invested in this job and the future of the country because it's her future now too. And you know what? I want her to grow up someday and look back and say her dad did everything he could to beat Donald Trump. I was going to ask too if if. You had a child at the time, going back to the thing, and the five-year-old. Do you think you would have had a, a different view 
of the of the five year old laying laying there? If you if you think you would have had a child at that time, I don't think it would have been. I don't think it would have been different. I don't think it would have changed my decision right there. But I'll tell you what, um, I think that going through this and thinking about that that boy, um, I mean, I think about that experience now as a dad, mm-hmm. and uh, and I, th- I think it actually makes me a better father because mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I really got to take care of this girl. Yeah, you know, you, you, don't, about- you don't really know what true love is until you have kids, right? I even love for your significant other. Well, this could get me in big trouble. It's with the truth, life, though. But yeah. <laughs> and when you think about having a daughter, I'm sure it also makes you think about women's rights. Yeah. And then we also see these women who are coming forward, over 15 women talking about Donald Trump and sexual assault and just even recently, you know, recounting their experiences they've had with Donald Trump. So why do you think it feels like he's been so untouchable in this time where we are so involved with making sure that men are being held accountable? I mean, look, he's just changed all the rules and anything that would have. I mean, can you imagine if there was even just one um, accusation like that about President Obama? Mm-hmm. He'd be in jail. I mean, Over. Oh, he's, he's a black man. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, seriously. I mean, yes. uh, charges uh, would be pressed. Right. Right. And uh, and yet, I mean, we're not even barely talking about it. I mean, this is the first interview all week that someone's just brought it up with me. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is. Um, this is a whole new level of screwed up. And it's alarming because she is doing interviews and he's just like, I don't know her and she's not my type. And it's crazy that you could just say something like that and people are still supporting him and women are still supporting him. Well, and it's not like it's just one accusation, right? right. This is like number 15, 15, 16 or something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, it's it's totally out of, it's out of control. I mean, this is just how, um, how morally corrupt uh, this man is. And uh, and that's why in this race, like, I'm not afraid to confront him. I mean, I'm taking him on in his job as commander-in-chief. You asked about foreign policy. That's actually where he's weakest. Mm-hmm. You know, getting us into wars, cozying up to people like Putin and the guy in North Korea. Um, I mean, this guy is a dangerous, he is a totally unpatriotic American, and we got to confront him there. We also got to talk about just what it means to to have some morals and, and moral mm-hmm. leadership in the, in the White House, because that is totally gone. Mm-hmm. And then we haven't even begun, start, started to talk about, like, the other news this weekend, which is what he's planned to do with immigrants, right. you know, literally round them up and round up families and uh, and 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 deport them as if, like, you know, talk about caring about kids. I mean, this guy has, you know, got no morals whatsoever. But most of all, I hope you just see that, you know, I'm a veteran. I'm a young father. I'm someone that you may not agree with me on every issue, but you're, I'm someone you can trust. Like, I'm always going to tell you where I stand. Um, I'm going to be honest. And that's the kind of leadership we need in the reins. That's the kind of leadership I think we need for the next president of the United States. What about the GoFundMe for your student loans? you have something set up for that? No, no. I'll <laughs> be want, okay. You don't want to throw that out there? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Seth, we appreciate you for joining us. Hey, thank hey, you very you, much. You're a Patriots fan? Look, of course I am. I told you I'm going to be honest, you know? <laughs> you didn't know how to answer that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Sox, too, you know. Oh, man. Bruins, Celtics. Oh, I mean, you know. Man. You have no choice. <laughs> you're from Massachusetts, right? Do you honestly think I'd get elected if I wasn't? But no, I'm, I've always been a, been a Pats fan, mm-hmm. always been a Sox fan. Okay. Um, that's just, you know, that's who I am. All right. Well, it's Seth Moulton. <laughs> it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It is DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout to everybody again in Detroit. Yesterday, I did R&B Tuesdays. I do that once a month. We have property out here, ye and I do, so I'm coming to check on my properties. And I'm heading over to StockX. StockX invited me, and I'm heading over there to check yeah, out their Yeah, shout out to my guys at StockX. Shout out to Damien. I told them that you were on the way. <laughs> okay, you told them? Yes, and to my girl Jasmine as well from um, Quicken Loans. So they're all going to okay. be there. They're going to get roll out the red carpet. Nice. I got on my sneakers right now. I got from StockX every day. Oh, well, shout to StockX. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Well, first of all, I want to thank uh, Seth Moulton for coming. <laughs> Let me tell you something about Seth Moulton. I think it's smart. Now, 
He didn't get to the debate uh, today or tomorrow. But since you're not at the debates, you come to the Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. You get to talk for more than a minute. You know what I'm saying? And people still get to hear you on the day of the debates. Pretty smart guy. I don't think he planned it that way. He'd rather be at the debates, but still. Right. Well, mm-hmm. he's here. <laughs> and the positive note is simply this, man. Sometimes, and, and this is actually could be reference, could be in reference to Seth. Sometimes the bad things that happen in our lives put us directly on the path to the best things that will ever happen to us. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?